So it's unvented roof assemblies. This is 7 Minutes of BS. Building science with a beat. I'm Dan Morrison, editor of Pro Tradecraft. An unvented roof assembly is constructed without any ventilation and is fully sealed on all sides and filled with insulation. And that is Jonathan Smeagol of RDH Building Science Laboratories. Historically, typical construction of homes in Canada and the U.S. have had vented attics between the ceiling of the interior space and the roof. That setup makes it easy to insulate the ceiling with thick, fluffy stuff, like cellulose or fiberglass. This assembly generally works quite well because any moisture in the attic from air leakage or vapor diffusion from the interior is ventilated away as exterior air moves through the attic space, usually from vents at the soffit moving up to vents near the ridge. Not only does it work well for steep slope roofs, it adds a safety factor into the roof system because most older homes don't have very good air barriers. Flat or low slope roofs are also typically vented, but this usually does not work as well as venting pitched roofs and is more prone to moisture-related durability issues. So low slope roofs can be challenging to vent. There are also challenges to steep slope roofs in certain areas. Such as snow accumulation in the far north, like Vail, Colorado, Valdez, Alaska, most of Quebec. Burning embers and house fires that start in the attic in forest fire prone areas. The recent California wildfires were all over the news, but forest fires are common almost everywhere in the West, pretty much every summer. Soffit and gable vents can allow burning embers into the attic where they can cause fire in the wood construction. Also, water entry in hurricane areas. A lot of hurricanes in the Gulf and Caribbean have made the news lately. And also high relative humidity and moisture accumulation in humid coastal regions such as the Pacific Northwest. That pretty much covers the entire continent of North America, except maybe Kansas and Nebraska. Also, some houses with architects have such complex roof geometries that it's difficult to ensure adequate ventilation. Okay, he said it, not me. But to be fair, there are a lot of McMansions with crazy roof lines too. Another bad idea invented roofing has nothing to do with the roof at all. In a lot of places like the southeast and southwest, mechanical equipment is placed into the attic. This is effectively placing the heater, air conditioner, and water heater outside, even though it's under the roof. So in some of these areas where vented attics can be a challenge, an alternative solution is an unvented roof assembly. Like a wall that's severely out of plumb. Because the attic space is now inside the thermal envelope, blowing a little heat up there is not like throwing $20 bills out the window. The insulation can go below the roof deck, above the roof deck, or both. This can be done by installing all of the insulation at the plane of the roof deck and assuring the attic gets some space conditioning. Unvented attics are not allowed by the code in Canada yet, but are allowed in the International Residential Code in the United States in Section R806. Okay, say it with me, Jonathan. This is one of the few, few areas, areas of the code, of the code that are code more developed, more developed and, advanced and advanced in the United States than in Canada. This more developed and advanced section describes three different insulation strategies for unvented roofs. If the insulation is only placed on the bottom of the roof deck between the rafters, it must be air impermeable. And the amount of vapor control is dependent on the climate zone for construction. If you want to put air permeable insulation, like fiberglass or cellulose, against the underside of the roof deck between the rafters, 
rigid board or sheet insulation must be placed on the exterior of the roof deck. Again, like a severely out of plumb wall. This is like the exterior continuous insulation, which we talked about in a previous podcast on thermal bridging. According to the provided R-value ratio table, the amount of exterior insulation needed depends on the climate zone. In general, more is needed the further north you go. You can also have a combination of different types of roofing insulation inside the rafter space, similar to a flash and bat or a flash and fill wall insulation system. With an air impermeable insulation against the underside of the roof deck, you can install air permeable insulation to the interior of that to fill the remainder of the cavity. The first layer of insulation, a layer of spray foam for example, does the air barrier heavy lifting so that the rest of the space can be filled with less expensive insulation. The key detail is that the air impermeable insulation must be suitably thick to stop condensation in the assembly. Thicker up north, thinner down south. The point is that the interface of that first layer, the air barrier layer of the insulation, should always be warmer than the dew point or you'll get water in your roof system. And if it all sounds too simple, there's certainly room for error. Oftentimes, the air barrier system is not continuous and allows for some air leakage and moisture from the interior space into the unvented assembly where it can become trapped. A couple things you can do to minimize the risk may include a smart vapor barrier on the interior instead of poly in places where plastic barriers are a good idea to allow some amount of inward drying. Ensuring the roof is a dark color will also increase any drying of moisture in the roof assembly. The most typical roof failure is due to leaks that saturate the roof deck. If water is getting into a sealed roof assembly, you may not notice it until something goes terribly wrong. One way to prevent that is to cover Cover the the entire entire roof roof area or roof sheathing with a self-adhered membrane as a second layer of protection beneath the roofing and flashing details. If you don't want to cover the roof with peel and stick, you can use something like zip system sheathing with the seams taped. Aside from keeping the rain out and letting the assembly dry to the inside, it's possible to let a roof dry to the outside too, even if it's covered with peel and stick. Some interesting field monitoring research has also been done by Building Science Corporation on unvented roof assemblies with only fibrous insulation, like cellulose or fiberglass, but with the ability to dry any accumulated moisture to the exterior through vapor diffusion. It's done with a modified ridge vent that doesn't connect to any soffit vents and has no air channel. The sheathing is cut back at the ridge like you would for a ridge vent, and then a vapor open membrane, like a house wrap, but not house wrap, is installed in an airtight manner and then covered with ridge vent and a ridge cap. This lets moisture escape the assembly through diffusion while keeping liquid water out. And this type of roof assembly could be successful, particularly in warmer climates. This research is not in the code, so don't go filling your rafters and hacking out the ridge just yet. My understanding is that this research that's been done is going to lead to code changes, which allows for uh, air impermeable insulation in some of the lower climate zones, as long as you add a vapor diffusion port. AKA the modified ridge vent that we've been talking about. Even before that, they were doing research in Chicago and they were doing research on roofs in Florida and Texas, where they would build roofs insulate them with uh, fibrous insulation with a vapor diffusion port, monitor them, and they would determine if there was moisture accumulation. Water goes pretty much everywhere except where you think it's going to go, and that's why engineers wear belts and suspenders when they go to work. Speaking of work, you get paid for what you do and what you know. Now you know a little bit more about the right way to make an unvented roof assembly and what can go wrong if you don't. 
Next, do this. Subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, SoundCloud, or the Google. And while you're there, give us a five-star rating and a positive review. It makes our moms happy. I'd like to thank RDH Building Science Laboratories for participating in this podcast so much over the years. I encourage them to keep it up. Seven Minutes of BS is a production of the SGC Horizon Media Network.